0: everyone and welcome back to what the folklore making sense of senseless tales i am still tied to a chair and named carmen
1: i'm a grimoire highwind your airship captain
0: uh, tyler has trapped us once more by what he's told us
2: is the last fantasy this time hey it's another one it's me crime <laughs> weaver tyler uh, Sorry, I just had to get, uh, those are my vocal warm-ups. Uh-huh. <laughs> just chanting in Latin.
0: Yeah, it's good for, like, if you've ever done theater, you've done lat- Latin chanting and maybe a little bit of goat sacrifice.
2: My favorites are the ones that are words that aren't real.
0: Yeah? Like, mm-hmm. which ones?
2: All of the ones I just did. My
1: favorite. Fake
2: Latin.
0: esque.
2: So, it's another Final Fantasy. This one's Final Fantasy Eight.
0: That's so many last stories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sure is.
1: It's been a wild ride so far.
0: I don't remember any of it. I know that there are airships that are sometimes underground. Mm -hmm. Tell me everything
2: that you remember about Final Fantasy, and we'll see which ones hit the bingo card this time.
0: All right. Airships that travel underground. Mm -hmm. People self-sacrifice dramatically, only for it not to be a self-sacrifice, and therefore doesn't count or matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Literal edgelord. King of Ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, crystals,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: have happen and are important for reasons.
2: Any reoccurring names you can remember?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Sid, Wedgie. Sid, Highwind,
0: Sid and Wedgie, mm-hmm. and Biggs. Yeah, I couldn't remember Wedgie's friend name, I and mean, I was pretty sure it wasn't <laughs> Crunk, which was the name <laughs> that came to mind. <laughs> Wedgie now and Crunk and Wedge. <laughs> Mm.
2: Um, From Star Wars.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. There's also uh, fantastic villains Mm. when they're clowns.
0: Uh, What's our belt situation in this one?
2: Oh, a lot of belts. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tetsuya Nomura returns this time as our main character artist.
1: (laughs) I think I'd prefer to see him just as as the main character.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think he would like that too. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is an interesting one because it dares to ask the age-old question, which is more powerful, teens or witches?
0: That is a question that I ask myself a lot as a teacher of teenagers.
1: I will say I have seen an awful lot of Halloween movies that have Mm -hmm. asked this very same question.
2: (laughs) Well, how many of them were also Mm -hmm. love stories? A um, good of number them. of
0: them, really. Yeah, because
2: yeah. this one is also a love story.
0: Because nothing gets teens more interested than witches and boning, <laughs> and I a mean, lot of teens yeah. go through that witch stage. Like I definitely mm-hmm. went through a witch phase as a teenager. So there's a little bit of like overlap in the Venn diagram of teen witch power, and that's probably the most powerful you are ever <laughs> going to be in your life is when you are a teenager and a witch. Yeah,
2: certainly.
1: Uh, yeah. There's the the craft. Um, There's Hocus Pocus There's um, Alright,
2: Line (laughs) (laughs) And several others
1: And several others
2: (laughs) Well, we begin our story this time With a very operatic opening This one starts with an overture I like it The chanting that you just heard me say Is the first things that we hear In this story Dramatic. Which I will repeat again: Arfithos, Lusec, Wicos, Vinosec, and none of those words mean a damn thing.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not Latin. They just it sound is, cool.
0: It is to the left of Latin.
1: No, Romanian is to the left of Latin. French is to the left of Latin. That is gibberish.
2: It is apparently also an anagram for the phrase "succession of witches" and also the word "love."
0: Okay. So,
2: so that's, we got, oh. that's yeah, a tone setter for you.
1: It introduces our themes, witches mm-hmm. and, and love. love. Uh, so, mm-hmm. okay. It's, I will say I am marginally aware of the, I guess you could say, exponential crescendo of insanity that is going on. I have been listening so far, I can say. That's <laughs>
0: uh-huh. more than
2: I've done.
1: Yeah. Um, witches, that's, that's a new one for us, isn't it?
2: I mean, they have appeared um, not as centrally to the plot as they will in this one. There is a witch in the very first one who has that crystal eyeball. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was awesome. But she was only around for a little bit. This one is chock full of witches.
1: I gotta ask, because it's another theme that was in the first one that I wasn't a big fan of. um, And somehow I've just got this terrible inkling feeling on the back of my mind like a spider crawling across my brain Mm -hmm. that we've got more uh time magic bullshit going on oh yeah how much time magic bullshit oh yeah this one's gonna be fucking hard to follow
2: oh yeah
0: i have a stomach ache already (laughs) i Uh, wish that was a joke
2: (laughs) as the overture plays uh we see a raven haired young woman in a field of flowers standing alone but there appears to be a conversation happening we just see text that appears to be two people talking to each other uh and it's kind of hard to follow but what the text reads is i'll be here ellipses why i'll be waiting here for what i'll be waiting for you so if you come here you'll find me i promise
0: that's a weird way to have a conversation with literally anyone.
2: <laughs> isn't isn't that basically how Kingdom Hearts
1: opened up? Pretty much. It was uh, it was squeaky and clean.
2: Yep, Songs. that's the yeah. one.
1: Yep. It was uh, opened up with a song about bathing in the ocean.
0: I am happy to say that that doesn't sound familiar to me at all. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. After these uh, these words pass across the screen, uh, we see two young men. Our main hero, Squall Leonhardt. Uh-huh.
1: That's, a, that's a good name. That's a real good
2: name. And his dastardly rival, Cypher Almasy.
1: I like that one better.
2: Dueling each other on a rocky crag, uh, just an outcrop somewhere, with their gun blades.
1: This is getting me real good. Um, <laughs> keep saying these things.
2: Uh-huh. Gun blades, if you're unfamiliar are swords that have revolver handles for no goddamn reason, and mm-hmm. uh, if you press R one, they do extra damage.
1: Is is that another word for trigger? If you yeah. hit the trigger while you're slashing,
2: yeah.
0: Gotcha. In this in this uh, fairy story that mm-hmm. people tell each other or- orally,
2: yeah, they press R one orally and they <laughs> do extra damage orally. Cool, and cool, cool, cool. Cipher cool. presses R one all over Squall's face. Which causes a huge gash from his cheek to his forehead. And Squall retaliates and causes a mirroring wound on Cypher's face. Squall later wakes up in the nurse's office at his school. Well,
1: you know, knife violence at school. That's a, th- a thing in the UK, so I hear. Teens. Yep, gotta go stabbing. That's
0: what they do.
2: While he waits to be collected by his instructor, a strange woman in a green shawl looks over his bed and says, So we meet again, and then walks away. That sounds normal. That's
1: not foreboding or foreshadowing, is it?
2: Uh, Squall is brought back to his class by his instructor, Kistus, who is only a year older than him.
0: <laughs> Kistis.
2: Uh, they uh... are both members of Balam Garden, which is a military academy that trains mercenaries for conflicts around the world. And their top ranking members and active mercs are known as seed, which is clever because they come from gardens. Well Do you get it?
0: Yeah, I got it. I,
1: I got that. Um let's let's discuss the the troubles with having a school that raises children to fight. To be wars. soldiers. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't see any problem with it. They know magic and stuff. You press R one for extra damage. I okay. mean it's
1: probably ethically unacceptable. <laughs>
0: Hogwarts kind of did it. Yeah. Here, children, this is how you you fight
2: with magic. What's good enough for Hogwarts is good enough for Fantasy Japan. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, no. Okay, I'm sold.
2: Squall is preparing to take his final exam to become a seed, but he neglected one of his pre- uh, practical prerequisites because he was dueling with Cypher, uh, which is to enter the Fire Cavern and defeat Ifrit, the Guardian Force.
1: That... Is a lot of cool words.
2: That's a prerequisite
1: to the exam. <laughs> I mean, is the exam hard?
0: It's important to like make sure you've got all your information in the right order before you. You can't just jump to calculus without knowing algebra.
2: No, you gotta go kill a guardian force and f- like enslave it. Yeah. <laughs> That's Beat the algebra of the this face. world. Uh, Kistis offers to take him so that he can still participate in the field exam which is on an active battlefield later that day. Uh before he can leave, Squall bumps into a transfer student named Selfie, who is lost in this new garden, uh, and he offers to show her around.
0: So Selfie was too busy, uh, like uploading to Instagram, forgot where she was. <laughs> uh huh. Cool.
2: Well, she also just arrived that day, but she did want to take some pics. Yeah. She like,
0: ar- she's gotta she- keep that, that story going.
1: So wait, she arrived like an hour and a half before the final the exam. Final exam. <laughs> And this fellow, who I guess probably cares about his schooling to, to become, an extent. you know, murder man, mm-hmm. has elected to, instead of finishing up his prereqs, decide to, oh, fuck it, almost stroll around the school for a bit.
0: Yeah. Well, she might be pretty.
2: Uh, also, interestingly enough, Squall is kind of antisocial. Mm-hmm. He has a, he's not a people person. He's got trust issues. So it's, it's interesting that he would elect to show her around. yeah. Almost his... as if his decisions are not being controlled by him, but an outside force.
0: What? Mind control.
1: Is it witches? Or Is video
2: game players.
1: I don't know. Video game players aren't particularly ultra social. <laughs> out of character.
2: Uh, after showing her around, he and Kistis go, and they beat the shit out of Ifrit. Uh, which uh, allows Squall to summon Ifrit as a guardian force. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like... You just get a little fire buddy to help you with homework, which is battle.
0: I mean, yeah. that seems like someone I would want in my battle class.
1: Also way more interesting than high school.
2: Uh, Squall quickly rushes back to school to change into his training uniform for the exam, and he is then introduced to the students that he will that will be in his squad in the exam. Uh, one being a rambunctious young man with a tattoo on his face named Zell. And also Cypher, who is gonna be their squad captain. So
0: Zell is not going for a career in either acting or accounting.
2: No. He's going to murder school like the rest of them. Okay. So this uh no interaction. Plan, no. no. This interaction between
1: Cypher and Squall.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I'm guessing it's not particularly a friendly rivalry.
2: No, not not really. They don't care for one another very much. They both specialize in gun blades, and there's only room enough for one of them in this town.
1: <laughs> oh, I would love to watch a gun blade standoff in the outside the <laughs> high stakes saloon. Uh,
2: the students are shipped to their mission, which is to help repel the Galbadian army from the city of Dalit.
0: You know it's not a good army because it's got bad in it. Galbadian. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's also probably a bad army if literally the exam is for children (laughs) to go beat their asses.
0: Yeah, you don't. You're not a good insert example of thing here. If you are the SATs
2: (laughs) for a school, if if you're the murder SATs, (laughs) yeah, the kill SATs squall's team quickly completes their assignment which is to reclaim and then hold the town square from the invading forces uh but cypher is bloodthirsty and he hates sitting around so he charges off to look for more fights wisdom
1: again that that's what this type of schooling will provide but <laughs> leadership <I can't>.
2: qualities <laughs> yeah uh, they follow Galbadian soldiers to a communication tower at the top of dalit hill uh, when Selfie catches up to them with a message for squad captains. However, Cypher is already charged into the tower, so everybody else has to follow him, where they beat up two Galbadian soldiers named Biggs and Wedge. Great. They'll come back. Biggs and Wedge manage to turn on the satellite dish in the communication tower before being killed by the teens.
0: I wonder what Biggs and Wedge did to be uh, eternally punished in several <laughs> alternate timelines. <laughs> I mean like, it's what, like the what did they how did they piss off whatever deity is responsible for setting them up?
2: Yeah, who who has banished them to an eternity of having their guts torn out by teens every day?
0: Are they based on <laughs> real life people who really pissed off the story writers?
2: I mean, they did die in Star Wars also. So maybe it is just a reference to that. That's yeah. a their, weird their recurring
1: inside joke. Yeah. It's just like red coats or red shirts whatever.
2: Uh Selfie's message was that a, a withdrawal had been called, and all teams were to r- report back to the shore at nineteen hundred hours, which is only thirty minutes from now. So they have to quickly run back through the city, or they're going to get left behind. Okay. They do so, but are also chased by a giant mechanical spider.
1: Okay.
0: Fast okay. control in the city is not too great.
1: <laughs> the last one opened up with a giant mechanical scorpion tank mm-hmm. thing. Is this similar? Similar. No. No stinger.
2: Just many legs. And a laser for an eye.
1: Well, that's fucking rad.
2: Uh, They make it back in time, and the mechanical spider gets gunned down by their boats, so everything's fine. When they return to the school, Squall is called to Headmaster Sid's office to be sworn in as a seed, having successfully passed the exam.
1: So wait, let's let's review real quick. Mm -hmm. In Final Fantasy super early on, I don't remember which one... Sid was badass, self-splody fellow, right?
2: Yep. Airship engineer.
1: Airship engineer. Um, and then later on again, an airship engineer, and somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle, just generally a badass, I assume. And at one point, I think some sort of scientist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now he's the fucking principal.
2: Yep. And he looks like Robin Williams. Well, not a bad choice. <laughs> uh selfie and zell also passed the exam but cypher fails due to his breach in the mission assignment and putting his teammates in danger this is like the third time he's taken this test also and failed
0: Eh, i mean (laughs) like with driver's tests, it sometimes takes a few goes (laughs) and depends on your tester
2: you you
1: gotta chill out on the murder much like your driver's test (laughs) yeah don't murder people
0: that is an automatic fail if you do do that during your driver's test
2: yeah Squall attends the graduation celebration that evening, which is a, a banquet and a, a dance, basically, at the school. Uh, and despite being a wallflower and not great with socializing, he locks eyes with a girl in a white dress who just saunters right up to him and claims that he's the best-looking person in the room and then pulls him onto the dance floor.
0: Oh move.
2: She's very yeah. forward.
0: I wonder how well that works in uh, life.
1: Almost certainly very well. <laughs>
2: Uh, the girl actually manages to get Squall out of his shell a little bit. He opens up, but then she excuses herself elsewhere, and he promptly leaves the dance floor to go outside for some air.
0: There's no air inside. No,
2: not it's the gone. good kind. This, the
1: air inside has been filtered through people.
2: It is sweaty teen dance air now. Ooh, yeah, no, that's not good air. He he needs that crisp outside good air. Kistis comes up to uh, tell Squall that she has been relieved as an instructor and is now just a regular seed, same as him.
0: So we can make out and stuff or whatever?
2: Uh, She would like to. He's not interested. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was told that she lacked leadership qualities, so she was stripped of her instructing rank at the school. Well,
1: in the school's defense, she's trying to bone one of her students.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is a lack of leadership quality.
2: Who is a year younger than her.
0: I mean, one year is not a huge difference,
2: Right, I should point out that she is 18. I should specify which years these are.
0: It's still legal in Georgia, but the student-teacher relationship is always a bad bad thing.
2: Listen, I have no problem with these teens getting nasty. (laughs) But having an 18-year-old as your military instructor is a little odd to me.
0: That, yeah. That she had that position in the first
2: place is maybe. I mean, a good honor, She climbed that fucking ladder. Well, before we talk about climbing
1: things, <laughs> um, we've we've looked into what squall and, and cipher are swinging around. Mm-hmm. What are these other folks swinging?
2: Kistis has a whip, and she also knows blue magic, which means that if she sees a monster do something, she can do it too, like so, spit spit bubbles. Cool. So
1: his instructor, uh-huh. who's trying to bone him is, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just take a wild guess at uh, Alternative Japan here, probably this super hot chick swinging a whip. Yep. And very short shorts.
2: Uh, she has a skirt, and uh, she <laughs> leaves her zipper open to show her stomach. And that's,
0: I've never understood that, because that will just make the skirt fall off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the zipper is the zipper's actually her hoodie or jacket thing. Oh, okay. But she has it zipped in such a way that there's a little triangle for her, her belly button.
0: Because there's, uh, there's that character in uh, Shokugeke no Soma mm-hmm. who never buttons her pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she just buys pants that are too small for her or what her deal is, but either way, like, get your life together, Chico. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Selfie uses nunchucks, I think. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great in a war Var- zone.
2: Various, uh, yeah, various swingab- swingable weapons.
0: Does she also have a long stick with a camera attached to it?
2: <laughs> no. Sadly, no. That was before her time. Or well, she that's... is before that time, rather.
0: She created that time. Yeah. She is the trendsetter. She manifested it. She She
2: did it with nunchucks. It was action <laughs> photography. Uh, and Zell just punches.
1: Again, great in a war zone. But, mm-hmm. um, wait, he's got a... a face tattoo and he punches? Yep. We got like a Mike Tyson thing going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, but a white boy with a pompadour haircut.
1: That's a an unexpected transition. Yeah. I, I can't picture Mike Tyson is is a as a white boy with a pompadour.
2: <laughs> he has no ranged attacks. He can do magic. Everybody mm. can do magic. Okay. It's just that Kistus could do special magic by seeing monsters do it first. Kistis told Squall about being in a, not an instructor anymore, and they head back to the dorms, but they see the woman in the green shawl being attacked by a monster. So they save her, and she seems to recognize both of them, though they have never met her before. Uh, but before they can speak to her, men in white suits arrive and escort her away. So, well,
1: okay, I mean, that's that's very, very clear. Like, let's set up the mystery, but let's discuss that. Uh, she said, hey, I'm not an instructor anymore. And they're immediately booking it for the dorms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Squall just wants to go to bed and Kistis is following. That's Kistis uh, wants
0: to go to bed in a different way.
2: <laughs> Kistis yeah, I mean... has uh, interesting, complicated feelings that we will get into later.
0: <laughs> I, they seem fairly straightforward from, right? from right here. Sure,
2: they will get complicated later. All right. As all things in this fucking story will. Okay. Uh, the next day, Squall, Selfie, and Zell receive their first missions as official seeds. Uh, they are to head to the uh, city of Timber, which is also under Galbadian occupation, and support the resistance group there. Simple enough.
1: hmm. Wait, quick question. Mm-hmm. Was it just one squad of of kids going, like... The, the initial stopping of the army at the previous city, was that just like like a squad of like four or five kids?
2: No, it was several squads of four or five kids. Oh, okay. Uh, and a few other students did graduate as well, but they are nameless, and so I don't care about them. <laughs> On the train ride to Timber, the three teens fall asleep at the same time, and they all experience a bizarre shared dream where they're inside the bodies of three Galbadian soldiers named Laguna, Ward, and Kiros. I mean,
1: Laguna's an interesting name.
2: After they uh, experience this weird dream where they are controlling other people's bodies, uh, they wake up and arrive in Timber, where they meet the resistance known as the Forest Owls, whose (laughs) leader is the same girl that Squall danced with at the party. Her name is Rhinoa, and she shoots her dog Angelo out of a crossbow. Sorry, what? <laughs> Her name she, is right. She,
0: she has a puppy cannon.
2: She yeah. has a fucking puppy cannon. Her dog Angelo, who's like a border collie. Uh huh. She shoots it out of a crossbow.
1: That's a, a and big... Is that effective?
2: Sometimes. That's a big goddamn dog to shoot out of a crossbow. It's a big do- goddamn crossbow.
0: So <laughs> it's, it's a puppy cannon.
1: We uh we might need to look into retraining Freybug into <laughs> some actual
2: combat maneuvers.
0: All right. <clears throat> start that tomorrow for military training
2: <laughs> uh, Renault's convoluted plan that the heroes are now here to help with is to hijack the Galbadian president's train and switch out his car with a dummy car thus taking him hostage in the middle of the train moving
1: I don't think that's how trains work
2: Yeah, it's, there's oh. a very specific point on this train track where a parallel track is running at the same time yeah. Probably designed exclusively for these hostage situations.
1: Oh, wait, I know where this is going. Punch Man's going to suplex the train again, isn't he?
2: <laughs> Sadly, no. Mm. They do not call back to that. Uh, they do miraculously pull off this switch, but Galbadia was already steps ahead of them because the man in the train is just a body double of the president who morphs into a zombie and he attacks the teens. I morphs. mean, this is
0: like every teen movie ever now you've got teen prom you've got teen zombie attack you got teen train hostage it's all the all the teen classics
2: (laughs) just checking the boxes
1: all the teen classics demon punching instructors with whips i don't know if this is a teen (laughs) movie
0: let's well it's well it's a mixture of like american teen classics with the proms and the zombies and then japanese Anime teen classics with whip teachers <laughs> and demons and magic school.
2: The real president is headed to a TV broadcast tower to make a global announcement, which is why the soldiers had been in Dalit in the first place to get that communication tower working so that everywhere would receive this, uh, this broadcast. Squall looks over his contract because he is ready to call this mission a wash but he sees that Headmaster Sid agreed to loan them out, quote, until Timber achieves independence, which is a surprisingly vague end date for the mission.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, if library loans work that way, everything <laughs> would be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> student loans. Mm, it's not how loans do.
1: Yeah, stu- student loans at the very least would be a whole hell of a lot more manageable that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's till the end of a conflict, yeah. This fine. is
2: great job security for these teens, though. It's true. They're going to get paid this whole time. Yeah.
1: yeah, Hell yeah. That's permanent high paid internship.
2: Uh, But basically this means that they are left to the whims of this teenage girl who's running this resistance. And whatever plans that she comes up with.
0: And that's unwise.
2: So (laughs) she drags 18
0: listeners (laughs) out there. You are not ready to be running a whole war by yourself.
2: Uh, she drags them to the TV tower so that they can try and hostage the president for realsies. And his broadcast begins wherein he proposes international peace talks and introduces his ambassador, the sorceress adia
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, that sounds... Yeah, alright. It's a villain going, you know what? I've killed enough people.
2: Uh, suddenly, live on TV, Cypher and Kistis interrupt the broadcast and take the president hostage and they yell into the cameras for Squall to show up and help them.
1: Well, that's real hopeful, I guess. (laughs) That's a weird, weird weird-ass way to go about that. Yeah. How does this unfold?
2: Uh, They arrive, and they try to smooth things over, but Zell, unfortunately, blabs about how they all came from Balam Garden, so the president now knows who to retaliate against.
1: Zell's an idiot, huh?
2: He's a bit of an idiot. Uh, Sorceress Idea arrives and convinces Cypher to let the president go and then teleports herself and Cypher away.
1: Okay. She just takes Cypher?
2: Yep. Kidnaps this boy. Everybody else books it so that they don't get fucking caught for trying to kidnap this state official. Uh, And they decide to go hide out at Galbadia Garden because all of the gardens are affiliated like credit unions. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't really have a strong affiliation with the nation of Galbadia. It just happens to be located there. Uh, they pass through a forest where they all encounter the shared dream again. Uh, and they see Laguna, Ward, and Kiros clearing an excavation site of Esthar troops. Esthar is just another nation in this world.
0: It's a lot of nations to keep track of in this uh, political atmosphere uh, that's largely run by teenagers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you the say big, clearing, like hopping in and just murdering them all?
2: There's three important ones to remember. It's Balam, Galbadia, and Esthar. Esthar is the most technologically advanced of the three. Okay. They are overwhelmed by soldiers and Ward injures his throat, but they manage to escape on some boats at the bottom of a cliff, and that's where the dream ends. Throat
1: injuries are very much not good for your health.
2: No. Uh, The teens wake up and they make their way to Galbadia Garden, where Kistis goes to talk with the headmaster, having already been acquainted with him as an instructor, Uh, and she learns that both the teens and Balam Garden are safe because the Galbadian government has decided to not hold them responsible for what happened.
1: I mean, they were literally just doing a job they were hired for. I mean, it seems.
2: However, Cypher is being held accountable solely and is to be (laughs) executed.
1: Well, I mean, he's a shit student, kind of a douche.
2: <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah, let him do it. Uh, they learn that all of the gardens are preparing a joint effort to take out the sorceress uh, because her being appointed as ambassador is just a cover-up of her own aims at world domination. No. Surprise, surprise. What? Galbadia Garden is supposed to be her base of operations, uh, so they want her gone too because they don't want to do that. Uh, The headmaster of this garden introduces the heroes to Irvine, who is the best sharpshooter at the school. Uh, Cool, we got guns in play now. And he dresses like a cowboy. We got gun blades and cowboys? (laughs) And he has a ponytail. I mean, gonna have to look up pictures of this later. And fingerless gloves. All right, I'm in. Uh, He is going to travel with them to assassinate the witch.
1: What's, uh, What's his stake in this
2: uh he's another seed he's just from a different school
1: oh so he's just like fuck it i'll join you let's go shoot some witches
2: yeah this is a joint effort between all of the gardens to mm. take out this witch who's a big problem for the world they travel to the galbadian capital deling city to meet with general carraway to finalize the details of this assassination plan general carraway is actually renoa's father and he insists that she not take part in the mission because she is technically not a seed yeah, okay, that seems fair. It's like, so he wants her to sit home and do
1: nothing. Look, Rinoa, you, uh you can't take a puppy cannon into battle against a witch.
0: <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I
2: should have never bought that for you.
0: I know all the kids at school had one.
2: <laughs> it was the hot thing that summer.
0: It was the Furby of the year, but no one puppy expected cannon. you to hold on to it.
2: Now everybody's into triple triad cards. Triple triad? It's the hot new card game in this world.
0: Is it a real card game in this world?
2: It's a real card game in this world. Sometimes Squall plays it when he gets stressed.
0: And it's a mini game you have to stop m- and yeah. do?
2: Yeah, you collect cards by beating other people at cards. So Great. this is
1: just like an add-in to the story when people tell the story to each other? It's just yeah. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes this card they, came, like...
2: Sometimes they Yu-Gi-Oh each other.
0: In the middle <laughs> of the storytelling. Uh-huh. That would actually be kind of a fun thing in the middle of a storytelling conference if you stop the story, or as you're telling the story, you pull out a specialty deck of cards related to the story, and people have to play a made-up game from the story while you finish telling it.
2: It's actually something that I want to start asking in our regular episodes, is when and where people start playing chess, and for how long.
1: Sort of a, and then Geralt spent 53 straight days playing <laughs> Gwent.
2: The plan is to intercept the parade ceremony that is uh, happening this evening for the sorceress. Uh, they are going to lower a gate that traps her car in a specific spot where Irvine can then snipe her.
1: I mean, that's that's a serious, like, assassination plot.
2: Oh yeah, it's all planned out. Uh, however, Rhinoa goes against her father's wishes and sneaks out with her own plan to take out the sorceress because in her room she found a special magical bangle that can suppress the power of witches.
0: It's a fancy bangle to just find.
2: And she is going to give it to the sorceress as a gift, but it's a secret Trixie trap gift. What? ranoa who is a dumb teenage girl, is instead trapped and enthralled by Adia's magic.
1: Okay, yeah, that's that's how that was going to go. <laughs>
2: Also enthralled by this magic is Cypher and most of the city as they watch uh, the sorceress murder the president as part of the ceremony and then the parade just goes off with like like nothing happened.
1: That's pretty savage.
2: Squall and Irvine save Rhinoa from some animated statues that Adia left behind to kill her and then the three of them head to the sniper perch to take out the sorceress.
1: So her plan, even though she bungled it completely, didn't actually bungle it enough to screw up their plan? Nope. They really thought this through. I'm I'm impressed in the heroes of this game. <laughs> story.
2: Uh, Irvine's uh, performance anxiety starts to kick in, though. Uh, he starts to get cold feet and doesn't think that he can make the shot. So Squall has to uh, talk him through his panic attack and convince him to take the shot. <laughs> that's,
1: that's some bad timing there.
2: Uh, he fires and would have successfully hit but the sorceress had been prepared for the attack and blocked the bullet with a magical barrier, so his aim was true, but magic was stronger.
0: It always is.
1: Typically. Yeah, that's sort of the thing with magic. It's OP.
2: Uh, Squall hops down for a frontal assault on Adia, which was the terrible backup plan to this plan. I'ma stab yep. the bitch! If Yeah, if the bullet doesn't work, rush her. Yeah, that's maybe the plan. add a
0: few more layers of backup plan in there.
2: Uh, but he is stopped by Cypher, who is now calling himself Idea's Knight. I mean, at
1: least he's found value in his existence. <laughs> he even didn't if seem to be going anywhere.
2: Even if it's enthralled by a witch's magic.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's better than needs, execution. Yeah, everyone needs something in their life. I mean, you're know, enthralled by a witch's magic. You work for a terrible office job. <laughs> everyone, Same thing, really. It's part of growing up.
2: Uh, Squall defeats Cypher, and uh, Irvine and Renoa show up to give him some backup in his fight with Adia, but he is pierced through the shoulder with a spear of ice and then passes out.
1: Yeah, I probably would
2: too. He dreams again of Laguna, who now is living with a woman named Rain and a young girl named Elena. Is Laguna's story going to become important? Maybe. Maybe it's just a fun story I'm telling you for no reason. It's through dreams. Through dreams. Hmm. He's no longer a soldier and has been retired for a year ever since that last incident with the Esthar soldiers. Kiros and Ward also retired, and Ward is now working as a uh, janitor at a prison and has gone mute due to his throat injury. Seems like he
1: did not uh, really make out too well in that Things last did not bit. pan out
2: well for him. No, they did not. The Galbadians don't take care of their vets.
0: How strange and unfamiliar a concept.
2: <laughs> uh, there is a sorceress in Esthar, known as Sorceress Adele, who's been kidnapping young women in search of a successor. Oh, wait. So we've got a second witch
0: mm mm-hmm. Adele. I just Adele. Like got an Adele song stuck in my head and imagining her like, singing, like, there's a fire. she like, kidnaps people.
2: Yeah. Specifically young girls. Yeah. Because the way that witches pass their power in this world, or the way that witches are created, is that an old witch puts her power into a young woman to make her a new witch.
0: So that's that's witch breeding? Basically. Uh, does, she, does the old witch keep her power, or is this just like a transference?
2: No, it's a transference.
0: I don't see why there's a lot of motivation for an old witch to do this.
2: Perhaps you will. Okay. Maybe not, though.
0: I'm not holding my breath.
2: <laughs> Elena is evidently one of her targets, the girl that is living with Laguna, but not related to him. And Laguna swears to protect her. Noble. The dream ends, but now we see Zell, Ranoa, Selfie, and Kistis all wake up in a prison cell together. And Squall is nowhere to be seen. We later find Did out they? that he's in solitary confinement.
0: Man, I am still <laughs> having trouble with stories that have characters with names. Mm-hmm. And so many names. I have lost track of who is anybody. (laughs) I'm keeping
2: up with it. They're all teens.
0: Okay. Just just a mass of teens.
2: Yeah. Yeah, You got
1: got Punch Teen, Sword Teen, Nunchuck Teen. uh, Whip Teen. Whip Teen.
0: Dog Cannon Teen.
2: Dog Dog Cannon cannon Teen. Uh, Guards arrive to take Dog Cannon Teen away, and Squall (laughs) is antagonized by Cypher, who calls in a couple of cat-like creatures called Moombas to take Squall to a torture chamber.
0: Cats would be very into that job. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> that is a job that a cat would apply to Whiskly. <laughs>
2: uh Cypher tries to torture any seed secrets out of Squall because it is Adia's mission to destroy all of the gardens. And she has missile strikes planned for each of them.
0: Seems excessive for like a bunch of plants.
2: Yeah, and uh and just sort of an unnecessary amount of child murder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just locusts. You could just locusts, right? You
2: could do a magic. A yeah. couple, couple of magics.
0: Magic locusts?
2: Uh, after Cypher leaves, Squall is rescued by the Moombas, who take him out of the torture table thing and begin to call him Laguna.
1: So, well, we'll we'll get to that in a sec. So Cypher's <laughs> just real shitty at hiring people, huh? I mean, they they only listen to him while he's in the room.
0: Again, like I... a cat. <laughs>
1: You know, his bad management skills are just really showing through this resume.
2: Squaw regroups with his friends, who also broke out of their cells, and Rinoa re-enters the prison. She had left because she was released thanks to her father pulling some strings in the military, but she refused to leave her friends behind, so she put herself back in jail.
0: That's a helpful place to be. That's a strategic spot when your friends are in danger. To just uh, also be in danger.
2: <laughs> yeah, with them solidarity. Yeah, that's what teens don't are like, all about.
0: Don't like go out and be in a place on the outside where you can like, help them get out.
2: No, uh, it's fine. They have weapons and they break out of the prison, which had actually been underground the whole time.
0: What, like an the airship? prison?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, but a prison underground. Okay. Uh, they make it to the surface just in time to see the missiles launching at Trabia Garden, which is the one that Selfie was originally from.
0: Oh no, my Instagram feed will be whack. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Selfie is furious at this and she takes a team with her to go f- destroy the missile base before Balam Garden is targeted. And Squall takes everybody else to go help evacuate Balam. Without
0: gardens, how am I going to keep my follower count up? How Without am I going to be an in the
1: influencer? The Again, this story's pretty dark. So she successfully murdered a whole bunch of children.
2: Yeah, she shot a missile at a school. Hmm. And as far as we know, it hit. Well, that's bad. Uh, When Squall gets back to his school, the student body is in utter chaos because the staff is issuing an order for Headmaster Sid to be found and killed.
1: (laughs) Okay, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to cause chaos. That'd be one hell of a day at school, though.
2: (laughs) 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 This order comes from Garden Master Norg.
1: Norg? Is
2: Norg
0: Norg a goblin?
2: (laughs) Wait and
1: see. Perhaps a bugbear?
2: Sid is hiding in his office, which apparently nobody decided to check.
1: (laughs) That's the the first place you
0: expect him to be, so that's the last place he'll be. Don't look there.
2: Uh, And he can't let the student body know about the missiles, because the intercoms have been taken offline. By who? Master Norg.
1: Wait, so he... So he found out that the missiles. Oh, wait, he's trying to tell them about the missiles to get them to evacuate.
2: Squall comes to tell them about the missiles, but he can't project that message to the school because the intercom's offline.
1: Okay.
0: And there's no, like, magic that projects a voice or, I don't know, a letter relay system or any other means of communication. It's intercoms. No, it's or only the PA. Man, uh, back in the day before intercoms were invented, nobody knew about missiles.
2: So it is sad that he does not have this voice projecting magic that you speak of, but what Sid does have is secret controls in his office that turn the school into an airship.
0: Fucking what? (laughs) Sid, sit down. Stop turning (laughs) everything into airship, Sid of the multiple timelines.
1: Look, this man has a plan. His plan is airship. His plan is
2: to be in the sky.
0: Yeah, it's the right fucking plan. Sometimes in the sky, his idea of airship is pretty flexible.
1: <laughs> Could be a boat with rocket engines. Could be a castle that digs through the ground.
2: Uh, the school dodges the missiles just in time, but crashes into the ocean and is left adrift. Again, a hell are... of
0: a day at school, though. Yeah,
2: the controls are kind of wonky.
0: Everyone's raising their hands. They're like, do we have to do homework?
2: I mean, it's good that all the students already live there. Yeah. You say the school floats, huh? Mm-hmm. That's
1: mighty convenient.
2: Yes. <clears throat> uh, Squall, his team of teens, and uh, Headmaster Sid are called down before Garden Master Norg, who lives in the basement. Okay. <laughs> so he's a
0: basement troll.
2: He is a big, pale creature that kind of looks like Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Uh, uh, and he's the motherfucker who's the financier of the school. That sounds
0: That sounds like a good characterization there.
2: He put up the money to build this thing.
0: So he owns it now, and he can throw missiles at it if he wants, because that's how good investments work.
2: He wants to sell the students to the sorceress to make some cash.
1: You know, that's how fucking
2: contracts
1: work. Just contract them out. This this is a mercenary group. You don't have to, like, like child slave them out.
2: Yeah, Sid like... keeps getting in his way, though, because Sid's, uh, it is revealed that Sid's wife is Sorceress Edia. So he's got a bit of a conflict of interest vis-a-vis her assassination.
0: Okay.
1: So he doesn't want her murdered, but he also doesn't want to sell her a bunch of kids? Yeah. I mean, that's... His priorities are... Uh, I mean...
0: That's fair. Yeah. Like, look, I I love my wife. I don't think she should be in charge of a bunch of army children. <laughs> but I don't think she should be killed for that either. Can we reach a compromise where she maybe just doesn't get the children? Or the death?
2: Well, the teens murder Master Norg, so everything's fine. <laughs> he's
1: he's the basement troll. <laughs> Got and no longer
2: him. has sway here
1: <laughs> where was he
2: getting his money
1: yeah
0: how what, was how does a basement troll become a a school investor
2: bitcoin <laughs>
0: okay v- yeah
1: very successful bridge troll empire <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: he it was his it was left down from his grandpappy the bridge troll <laughs> Sid reveals to the heroes that this whole seed program is designed to train young people to be strong enough to fight witches. I mean, what? we knew
1: they
0: were being trained to be strong enough to fight something, so this is not completely out of left field.
1: No, it, it is, though. Is it? Well, where, who, okay, did you say Sid reveals this or Squall mm-hmm. reveals this? Sid. Okay. Well, I mean, he would be the one who would know, but why would he run a school that is being. Like, that trains kids to kill his wife when he doesn't want his wife killed.
2: He explains that it was originally her idea, despite her being a sorceress.
0: Yeah, sorceress is not the same as witch.
2: It is in this world.
0: Well, then why the distinction?
2: Just because witch is quicker to say sometimes.
0: I want to see the part of this, like, where's the Final Fantasy where we just watch Sid secretly at night turn buildings into airships? (laughs) That sounds like a fun ACTV show.
2: For the purpose yeah. of this story, every time you hear me say witch, it is sorceress. Okay. In the source <laughs> material. I am just shortening it for my own fucking health. Okay. <laughs> uh, the floating garden is boarded by more of those men in white suits who claim to be other seed members, and they're looking for a woman named Elena. That's the. From the dream? Yeah. From the dream. Except back in the dream, she was a little girl. And now it's the woman in the green shawl that keeps bumping into Squall. Which is Renoa?: No, the woman in the green shawl is Elena. She didn't have a name before. Oh, Rinoa okay. is the one at the dance and the okay. one with the puppy cannon.
1: Gotcha. I'm caught back up.
2: Uh, Squall is like, hey, I know you. You're a little girl that's been in my dreams, which is that's a weird creepy, thing to we'll say.
0: That's to say to anybody. You're the little girl from my dreams.
2: <laughs> and she explains to Squall that those visions are indeed of the past, and it is her doing, but she can't explain any further than that.
0: Yeah, I give you those dreams, now shut up.
1: Yeah, that needs some more fucking explanation. <laughs> she Don't ask leaves.
2: questions. She leaves with the men in the white suits again. Uh, okay. Squall doesn't want any part of this shit, because he has too many goddamn teen problems of his own. I mean... That's fair. Yeah, even even without teen problems, I wouldn't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> uh, LNA told him that he is her only hope, and then Squaw flashes back to when he was a kid feeling helpless after his big sister got taken away.
1: What, why was his big sister taken away? Uh, they lived in an orphanage. S- so she got adopted. That's not taken away. Well, she he was didn't. given a fucking home.
2: To him, she was taken away.
0: Stolen. Because he was Forever. left alone. For a better life,
1: <laughs> stolen for consistent bread and warmth.
2: Uh, the heroes all reconvene in Fisherman's Horizon, which is, is a small fishing town that the school crashes into.
0: <laughs> That's lovely. That's a good day for that town. <laughs>
2: uh huh. They're not the fl- very pleased about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be either. A flying boat full of teens crashing into my peaceful fishing village that I retired to.
2: Wait, I've
1: I've played the game. That's the sequel to this. So. <laughs> Norg washes up on shore uh-huh. and then these Victorian dressed folk come drain his blood mm-hmm. and he has a baby and then everyone starts
2: turning into beast people
0: Am I having a fever dream?
2: <laughs> Squall is named the new head of Sid Oh, nope <laughs> <laughs> Squall- <laughs> Squall Am is I named- having a
0: fever dream? <laughs>
2: It's called, it's named the new head of seed by Sid. Okay. You can see where uh, I got those mixed up.
0: That is quite a doozy of a sentence. Uh,
2: it
1: makes le- not not a lot
0: more sense the way you, it's supposed to be. You will be
1: my head.
0: <laughs> Stand atop my I shoulders. I will be the legs. And do my seeing for me. <clears throat>
2: Uh, Sid declares the school uh, officially opposing the sorceresses and they're going to use it as a floating base to attack them. I love it
0: when schools declare war.
2: (laughs) 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 On witches.
0: (laughs) I like like the concept of a high school becoming a sovereign nation declaring war on witches. (laughs) I want to see the modern teen version of this where it is just a high school. (laughs) <laughs> declaring war on witches not an airship high school regular stuck in the ground publicly funded school declaring a war
1: on witches yeah see I don't see a point in it if there's no airship school
2: Squall begins to panic and is starting to push everybody away because he has all these new responsibilities that he doesn't want and again has trust issues and isn't great with people yeah, I mean, that's why why, this
0: is reasonable he is an understandable character
1: let's let's look at his reasons for trust issues a woman is giving him weird dreams of the past mm-hmm. and not telling him why and there was a giant slug monster <laughs> controlling his every move for as long as he lived in that uh that school i assume it's a boarding school type deal
2: uh-huh.
0: also his regular boarding <laughs> school turned into an airship and if that's not a trust, breaking thing what is and this now school he's was been built on solid ground and now it has crashed into a fisherman's village because it could fly
2: and his robin williams ass headmaster has declared him leader of the school that fights witches
0: a thing he neither campaigned nor for nor wanted
2: yeah
1: yeah he needs a vacation uh yeah, his...
0: usually you have to do the whole like Put markers on poster board and have people hand out buttons with your face on them, and promise to get dessert in the school cafeteria before they make you leader of the school that is fighting a war against witches.
2: His friends put on a concert to cheer him up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Let's get Creed in here; that'll fix it.
1: <laughs> oh man, this is a gold mine.
2: Uh, and Renoa takes <laughs> him Can we on a get date.
0: Smash Mouth. <laughs> to make our friend feel better.
2: No, no, no! They don't hire people for a concert. They put on a concert themselves in front oh, of him.
0: Even oh. better, my friend is sad.
2: Let me play Wonderwall on my ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please tell me the
1: cowboy plays the banjo or the guitar or something.
2: I think he might play the guitar. You, you might be right. I don't remember who plays what. Oh, and we've got Punchman on the drums, mm-hmm.
1: and we've I got, think selfies uh, on the drums. Oh, yeah, nunchucks, that makes sense. Um, And then we've got Whip Teacher on lead vocals, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I actually right? I don't remember.
1: Oh, I love it.
2: Uh, After this, Renoa takes Squall out on a date to just fucking talk to him about these issues that he's having.
0: So it's Um, not a date so much as a therapy session. I mean, a a friend
2: date. Yeah, what is a date other than a therapy session? Uh, A pre-boning session.
0: Yeah. Which is a kind of therapy, maybe.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd be the first first to say that coitus can certainly be therapeutic.
2: His uh, trust issues stem back to when he lost his sister, when she was taken. When uh, she
1: was adopted yeah, by a
2: loving
0: family and got to have a better life and he was left behind. Which is a bummer, for sure, but she didn't really get a choice in that.
2: He was very young at the time, uh, still in his formative years. That experience caused a lot of trauma for him, and he has never wanted to trust or get close to anyone again for fear of just losing it all, same as he did before.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's an understandable psychological response to that, but just calling it taken when it is adopted is mm-hmm. dramatic.
1: Yeah, this man has, or well, boy or sub He's seventeen. I don't know. Yeah, the seventeen-year-old yeah. uh, adultish child has
0: they're, they're called very, teens.
1: You know, I haven't I didn't really go <laughs> through that phase myself. Um I kind of popped out of a out of a vat fully formed, so I don't really have a stake in this. <laughs> but um yeah, so very valid traumatic life, I suppose.
2: Uh Ranoa and Squall's friends try to reinforce their love and trust in him, and he does start to come around, but he still can't help thinking about his sister. Oh well, the well, it's
1: power going to take
0: of take group than, hug. Yeah, it's gonna take more than your friend throwing a concert at <laughs> you, one friend taking you out to coffee one time, and a big group hug to like get you over your years of trauma. That's a long therapy situation, uh, which is not gonna happen when your school's currently an airship fighting a war against witches.
2: Uh, the garden gets fixed up so it can fly again, and it goes back to Balam, but it sees the Galbadian garden also flying and has occupied the town and are hunting for elena
1: So the Galbadian Garden decided to help the witch
2: who used it as her base? Or she forcibly took control of it. And also
0: made it fly.
2: Turns out they all can we fly.
0: As hobbyists.
2: <laughs> Make our or, schools fly.
0: Or Sid just kind of like popped around
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and installed this feature everywhere.
2: He fixed up one of them and then got a hankering.
0: Yeah, like, I, I gotta do some more tinkering. I can't make this one fly anymore.
1: When you're talking about a flying school, really all I can picture is Howl's moving castle at this point. Just a big ramshackle, I mean, I guess thrusters instead That's of big chicken legs. That's not too far
2: off from what it looks like. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I like it more now. <laughs> they leave again, because they don't want any part of that, uh, and they head to Trabia Garden at Selfie's request. They find it completely destroyed by the missile strike with only a handful of survivors remaining.
1: That's super unfortunate.
2: Renoa is distraught at all the bloodshed, and Irvine decides now's the time to lighten the mood with stories of growing up in an orphanage.
1: Yes, those very delightful, whimsical tales of freezing winters and moldy bread.
2: He says that he used to have a crush on a girl named Selfie.
0: What? How many selfies can there be? Was it a very popular name that year?
2: In fact, it is the same selfie, and Kistis also grew up there, and he's surprised neither of them have brought this up yet. Yeah, I mean, that's a
1: surprising
2: thing. Uh, Zell suddenly realizes that he grew up in an orphanage before he was adopted.
0: What the hell is this brain thing happening now?
2: Why? Squall remembers that he and his sister were also at the orphanage, and Cypher was there too. Okay, this... This is a prequel
1: to Kingdom Hearts, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Squall also finally remembers his sister's name, which was Elenay.
1: It, okay. They're not Hold actually that.
2: blood relatives, though. He just called her sister because she acted like a big sister to him.
1: Is Adia?
2: Adia is isn't she? <laughs> uh, they can't fathom how they all managed to forget about this.
0: Yeah, me neither.
2: Uh, but Irvine presents the rumor that he has heard about GFs the guardian forces like ifrit or uh, girlfriends extended use of them causes memory loss
1: that is an acceptable sacrifice for summoning a fire demon
2: yeah you put a magic fire demon ghost in a kid's head and he forgets all about the orphanage you grew up in
0: I mean, that's also kind of like therapy
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh Irvine's the only one who remembers clearly because he hasn't been exposed to the GFs as long as the others have.
0: You know (laughs) what the story structure of these reminds me of? What's that? Have you ever had like a a nine or ten year old child (laughs) tell you a story that they made up? Uh Uh-huh. And they just kind of keep going. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't know how to end it. Mm Mm-hmm. They retcon a lot of shit. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they just keep going. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the this is that structure.
2: Well the coincidences don't stop there because Hooray. the ones that were running the orphanage were Adia <laughs> and Sid when they were married.
0: What and Sid didn't feel to mention this, or does he also have a fire demon in his He head? probably
2: has poopy brain. <laughs> <laughs> Got the mush brain.
0: A brain a poopy brain does explain like nocturnal transformations of schools into airships. just kind of an obsession that he has.
1: Uh, We had a man willingly turn into a zombie. (laughs) Just shapeshift into a zombie, which...
0: I forgot about that and I was also a little concerned that I had dreamt it. (laughs) And that you guys were just being polite when I talked about zombies.
2: (laughs) Uh, The teens head to the old orphanage to look for clues about their past.
0: Scooby-Doo style.
2: Uh, but they're intercepted by Galbadia Garden, and they have to fight Cypher again. Is this a big Allendoy. airship battle? Kind of. They they do uh, engage in uh, air-to-air combat, and also people you know, on motorcycles jump from one garden to the other, and there's a huge battle between all the students. It's a okay. big old set piece.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
2: They defeat Cypher and Adia, who are both at the, the head of the school, uh, but Renoa is suddenly possessed and heals both of them, and then Squall blacks out again.
1: Wait, Renoa is suddenly possessed, sort of like during the parade?
2: Mm hmm.
0: Has she shot a puppy any time recently?
1: Usually. Shot a puppy out of a cannon, just yeah. so our listeners yeah, yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. That we do not condone animal <laughs> violence.
0: We We do not, but has she, like,. Throwing a puppy into battle Via a crossbow
2: <laughs> Every time they go from one place to another Just imagine them having to stop To fight monsters every couple steps
0: That sounds tedious as all hell
2: Also, every time they fight monsters She does shoot her dog at them
1: There are more guardian forces mm-hmm. How how many are we talking here?
2: Uh, there's a lot I'll pull up a list if you want I didn't mention any of them Because they're not super important
1: Well, uh, you can you can continue
2: yeah, I'll I'll tell you at the end who our fucking ghost buddies are.
1: <laughs> Thank him in the credits.
2: Yeah. Uh, when everybody comes to, Rinoa is still resting in the nurse's office, and Adia is now waiting for them at the orphanage. Uh, she explains to them that up until this point, she had been under the control of the sorceress Ultimesia, who is in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's...
0: One hell of an excuse. No, guys.
2: <laughs> Sorry it's... I did war crimes. A future witch did it.
0: Her name is uh, Unobtain. No, Ultimecia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why is she not
1: under the control of it now?
2: Ultimecia, uh is hunting for Elenae, who has a mysterious power. Again, she's a future witch. Mm-hmm. She should know
1: these, like the whereabouts of the things that happened in the past. That's how history works.
0: Yeah, but time travel is bullshit. And this is how bullshit works. <clears throat>
2: uh Adea presumes that uh the power or Ultimisia's power got knocked out of her when she was defeated by these teens in that last fight, and that her next target is going to be sorceress Adele, who has been missing since the galbadia Esthar War that Laguna took place in, took part in okay. during those during those dreams in so, the past.
1: So Ultimisia is going to go further back in the past, grab a different sorceress.
2: She's just looking for sorceresses that she can control in this time so that she can find Elena for some mysterious reason. Okay. Uh, That mysterious reason is going to be explained in the next bullet point. I did forget. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been vague about it. (laughs) Ultimisia's plan is to possess sorceresses throughout history and use their combined power to compress all of time down to one point.
1: That's a fucking evil thing to do. Why?
2: I don't know. Does she know? I don't think so. I think it's just rad. <laughs> it's one of those like it's just a cool gonna thing gonna for witch to do.
0: Should we do it? But can we do it? And then try.
1: Just make like a fancy necklace out of uh, by turning the entire time space continuum into a marble.
0: It'll be the most expensive diamond I've ever worn. The it's teens all had time. <laughs>
2: The teens head to search Esthar uh, for this other sorceress. And along the way, Squall finds himself uh, chatting with Renoa's comatose body. And it's a lot easier to open up to her now that she is unconscious.
0: That seems normal.
1: Yeah, for teens. I mean, I talk to myself a lot.
0: When you're comatose?
1: I, I mean, I don't think is talking to herself while comatose. But I mean, I guess if I had like...
0: That's like you are talking to your comatose self.
1: I mean, if I I had an extra copy of myself that was comatose, yeah, I'd probably have a conversation with it.
2: Uh, The teens arrive in Esthar, which is a hyper-futuristic city that is hidden behind an illusory wall in a tundra a la Wakanda. A
0: tundra Wakanda.
2: A tundra Wakanda. Cool. They meet with Dr. Odine, who is the the smartest smarty-pants scientist in the whole city and they ask his help in keeping Adia safe from being possessed by Ultimesia again and he agrees to help but he is also curious about what's going on with Renoa since she's all unconscious and stuff
0: that sounds like a scientific mystery for my scientist brain to science
2: exactly
1: <laughs> let's perform research and make some armor out of her wait hold on
2: uh, squall wants <laughs> to see Elena uh, and Odine informs him that she has been quarantined from the sorceress's reach on a space station. Um, cool. That's... How much
0: like space travel existed in this world, or was hinted at, or what level of technology have we been working at? Because when there's a puppy ballista in play, I really uh-huh. don't know where we are in the timeline of tech.
2: Well, there is also a gun blade, and if you press R1, it does extra damage.
0: Yeah, that's not helpful in my... Like there were There's a school buses that flies. back in the 1700s, so
1: there is a school that flies. There's Are multiple
2: we... schools that fly and also missiles.
1: Yeah, I mean we're currently existing in a timeline that does not have flying schools, does have <laughs> missiles and space flight. So
2: it seems like Esthar is the only one that is technologically advanced enough to do it, though. Uh, so Squall and Renoa get launched into space to meet Elena. Is Renoa still unconscious? Yeah.
0: Hmm. They're just like. Throwing her her comatose body around wherever.
2: Uh, Squall's carrying her piggyback. It's fine. (laughs) So she's just a backpack. Yeah, she's a backpack to space.
0: Uh, Does Squall have a crush on her?
2: He's starting to. He loves
0: loves his silent backpack. (laughs) She's
2: she's (laughs) the one that danced with him.
0: The perfect woman, this backpack. (laughs) (laughs) This comatose backpack.
2: Uh, Right as they launch into space a massive monolithic base called Lunatic Pandora arrives just outside the city. That sounds like a teen named it. <laughs>
1: I mean, it certainly sounds like a bad place.
2: Uh, the space station is observing a phenomenon that is occurring on the moon where a mass of monsters is converging on a single point. That's healthy. And I can't believe that I haven't mentioned this yet, but I did forget, and it is important, <clears throat> there is something called the Lunar Tier which is an event where monsters fall from the moon onto the planet, and that's where the fuck all the monsters come from.
0: I'm sorry, the moon cries monsters
2: onto the planet? The moon cries monsters onto the planet, and then teens have to deal with it with gun
1: blades. That might actually be more horrifying than Majora's Mask.
2: (laughs) Maybe.
0: This is a bad place that they are living in. Maybe they should move.
2: The space station is also... Uh, Attached to Sorceress Adele's special floating space tomb, that jams radio and telecommunication signals in an attempt to keep Ultimisia out of it.
1: Oh, so she's just been in a in a coffin, a space coffin, a space coffin,
0: a signal jamming space coffin.
1: That's that's how I want to be buried, but like not buried, you
2: know, just launched launched into space. space. Yeah. Renoa wakes up and is once again possessed and deactivates the safeguards on the tomb.
0: Renoa, I'm breaking up with you. I liked you better as a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Renoa puts on a spacesuit and goes out and undoes the seal on Adele's prison, releasing the sorceress into the swarm of monsters That's that is falling to Earth. Uh, and in case it isn't clear, at this point we learn that Ultimisia jumped from controlling Adia's body to controlling Renoa's.
1: Does this imply that Renault is a sorceress?
2: Yes. Uh, Squall has uh, to every, then...
0: Everyone can use magic, right? Mm-hmm. As the jump from can use magic and gun blades to is a sorceress been explained? Like, where's that line?
2: I don't know it.
1: Just real good at magic?
2: Yeah. So the way that magic works is that there are just points on the world where you can draw spells from them. Uh-huh. Like... Naturally occurring fonts of energy, yeah. Okay. And everyone can use those. Maybe sorceresses just innately have magic in them. That might be like the a, difference.
1: Like a walking font. That's basically the logic behind a sorcerer in D and D. So yeah.
2: Or Shira. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Squall has to then put on his own spacesuit to go save Renoa's body from the inky blackness of space.
0: In my backpack, come back
2: because uh, she is just left to die as a floating corpse in space by Ultimesia, who has now hopped into a new, better sorceress. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, the kids at our, our camps leave their backpacks all the time and never come back for them, so <laughs> that's tracks.
2: Unfortunately, Squall runs out of fuel, so the two of them are just floating through space together in an embrace. But she's still, like, silent and passed out. She's sort of come into consciousness now, but yes, mostly passed out in space.
0: Just like I like (laughs) them. Silent backpack women.
2: They are rescued by the Esthar flagship, which is a dragon-shaped spaceship called Ragnarok.
0: Uh, That's a good thing that spaceships don't need to be aerodynamic because (laughs) there is no air in space, but that's still real dumb.
1: You know, I I have come to some realizations throughout the course of this story. Mm Mm-hmm. New names.
2: Yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah uh, I am now Grimoire Leonhardt, uh, <laughs> captain of the fucking Ragnarok.
0: Is it the fucking Ragnarok, or is it the Ragnarok, and you're emphasizing?
1: It's a goddamn dragon-shaped spaceship. Of course it's the fucking Ragnarok.
0: That'd be a good ship name, just to have emblazoned yeah. on the side. <laughs> the, the, the fucking Ragnarok. <laughs> when you get yacht rich, <laughs> that's what you should do. <laughs>
1: Name my ship the fucking Ragnarok. Yeah, that's... I can do that.
2: Uh, the party reconvenes on Earth, and they head back to the orphanage, where Squall and Renoa agree to make the field of flowers behind the orphanage their meeting spot in case they ever get separated again. And they have the conversation from the beginning overture, which was super stilted, if you recall. Oh, yeah, I, d- I, do, I
1: don't. do remember you saying things about... You can find me here. What Mm -hmm. the fuck are you talking about? No, here. I mean here. Yeah, it's like what, what, what are you mumbling about, you psychopath?
2: This is where they have that conversation. Sweet, Ah, romantic. Mm -hmm. Uh, The teens are called to meet with the president of Esthar, who turns out to be Laguna. Okay, Okay. that's
0: also from dreams.
2: Yeah, except now he's a real man.
1: I'm a real boy. Well,
2: he was always a real man. Their dreams were of the past.
1: Yeah. That's how Pinocchio worked. In the <laughs> that, past, he mean... was a wooden boy, and then he was a real something.
0: Does that mean he's their daddy?
2: Uh, Laguna became president because he was the one who managed to trap Adele in outer space in the first place. So That's how he did an election. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I know you guys have all had that song stuck in your head for ages. I have put Adele in space. Don't worry about it.
2: No and more bl- hits. And no block hit all singles. communication. <laughs> <clears throat> Laguna 2020. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, it is also implied that Squall is his son. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 not. Oh whoa, whoa shock! Doctor Odine comes forth with some troublesome information. The only way to actually defeat Ultimicia is to kill her real body, which hasn't been born yet, because it's in the future.
0: That is a problem. Now we got to um. do the hit. Would you kill Hitler if he was a baby? I mean, well, in this case, it's issue. a
1: yes, because uh, in, in this universe, Hitler grows up and can control
2: things through time. So, yes, <laughs> kill the baby. Uh, there's no way for them to travel to the future, but they can let the future come to them.
0: What now?
1: That's how time works.
2: Because of her time compression spell, which is her end game, there will come a point in time where all points of time exist at the same time.
0: Then they're going to be a marble on her necklace.
1: (laughs) So the the trick is to let her win and then beat her.
2: Uh, It gives them a very short window before her plan succeeds and the world is destroyed. I also don't understand villains whose
0: plan is to destroy the world because, like, where are you going to live? I mean, what's your what's your deal there?
1: In the future, in a space tomb.
2: Uh, If they manage to kill her, Doctor Odine's theory is that time will just start to correct itself.
1: That's real hopeful. It's a
2: hell of a variable.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: In order for the team to stay conscious and sane while time is compressing in on itself, Laguna offers them some helpful advice.
0: Please, I would like to know how to stay sane when time compresses in on itself.
2: If you want to exist in a time that you don't exist in, all you have to do is believe that you exist in it, and that your friends exist, and they'll believe in you too, And it'll all be fine.
1: There was a book written about this. uh, And on the cover of it, it said in big friendly letters, don't panic. And the actual (laughs) solution was peanuts, beer, and a towel.
2: You should try that as well. Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
0: Try try everyone's advice. Because you don't know who actually knows what they're talking about. And who's writing articles to pay the bills.
2: (laughs) There's a part of the plan that... Makes it necessary for Ultimacia to possess Renoa again instead of Adele. I don't remember why, but the, they got the teens got to go kill Adele, so so they do it. Yeah, they uh...
0: really did not like that song, huh?
2: Adele attempts to physically absorb <laughs> Renoa, but they kill her first.
1: That's got to look horrifying.
2: It is pretty bad. Uh, LNA traps Ultimacia in Renoa, and the time compression begins. And the heroes poor battle. And...
0: Like they keep putting <laughs> put witches in her. <laughs> she was just made for stationary.
1: It's gotta be real bad for her state of
2: mind.
0: Yeah. Don't the put teens... witches in your backpacks.
2: The teens <laughs> battle and kill multiple witches that Ultimacia has possessed throughout time, and they eventually find their way to her castle, which exists in all of time, or maybe the future.
0: Or none time. Who or knows? Or none.
2: Uh, They battle her multiple times as she transforms into the things that they fear most. Which are what? For Squall, it's a lion.
1: His last name is Lion, like, is Lionheart. He both loves
2: and fears lions.
1: The
0: lion is himself, Eric. Sorry, Picardo. (laughs) Sorry, Grimoire.
1: (laughs) Yep, it's Grimoire now.
2: There's a song in this story called Maybe I'm a Lion.
0: (laughs) That's, I'm sure it's not sung like a Broadway (laughs) musical song, but I would love it to be.
1: In all fairness, harboring both fear and immense love for lions is the appropriate way to approach lions. I mean, don't approach lions, actually. Very bad advice. They will eat you.
2: After the teens finally kill Ultimecia, time begins to decompress and Renoa heads to the field of flowers to meet with Squall. Squall, however, has one final mission that he knows he has to go do. Okay. He ar- he arrives at the orphanage when he was a child, uh, and he confronts Ultimesia one last time before she finally dies. Wait.
0: He's got to he's got to resolve some personal issues.
2: She transfers her power into Adria, thus starting that part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And Squall explains to her that he will grow up to be a seed from Balam Garden that is destined to defeat the sorceresses. He tells her that it's her idea to start the Garden program. And then he leaves.
1: So they just set the whole... So he just resolves the time paradox? Yeah. I mean, that's some good thinking, I guess. I don't know. How does time <laughs> travel
2: work? I don't it know. Doesn't. It it's doesn't. It's broken. Uh, he gets lost traveling through the time compression until Ranoa finds him and brings him to the field of flowers. This got
1: real abstract here at the end.
2: They, typically they do, do tend
0: to. They just, just kind of like they start sort of high and tight, and then they just unravel as they, they meander. Go. Kind of the opposite of a Terry Pratchett novel.
1: That's yeah, that is true.
2: Uh, a celebration takes place in Balam Garden with everybody returned to normal, including Cipher, who is prepared to atone for all the bad stuff that he did.
1: They're just going to let him execute him this time?
2: <laughs> Probably not.
1: It's, that that was the he right is only solution. seventeen.
2: Yeah, I mean... He just goes to juvie And Edea is back to normal now too So everything's fine
0: How's our backpack doing?
2: Uh, she and Squall are stargazing together On a balcony and they share a kiss
0: Oh, That's end. lovely when a man in his backpack Can fall in love <laughs>
2: <laughs> And that's the end of Final Fantasy VIII Great
0: Awesome
1: This This one took some twists
0: They all take twists
1: The end was odd how so? So, uh, I mean,
0: well, a man made out of a backpack. So that was that's... a little weird.
1: <laughs> I mean, like uh, controlling witches through time to compress time. When a child was able to trap an ultra witch into the body of a woman, all along, I some of the, some of the moves made in this chess game <laughs> were <laughs> confusing.
0: That's because most of the moves were made on the chess board when it was flipped upside down.
1: Just, and and they just were missing
0: some chess rapidly. pieces, so they also had Monopoly pieces and a checker in there. <laughs> That's how this game of chess was played.
1: And Laguna, he's still president of S-Thar.
2: And probably Squall's
1: dad.
0: But we're not going to resolve that.
1: Does Squall get to... I mean, does... Does his trauma get resolved since he sees his sister again?
2: I mean, he's working on it.
0: Yeah, he's got a he's got a supportive backpack who's going to help <laughs> him through it.
2: This helps with his posture.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, she
2: comes with a dog.
0: Yeah, dogs is are the good therapeutic backpack. animals. Uh, he has something of a knowledge of a family around somewhere. One of them's a president, maybe. <laughs> so he his just, friends like, are his at...
2: family. Yeah, he's...
0: <laughs> Got a whole new family. They oh, were his also... they were his
2: family when he lived in an orphanage that he forgot about.
1: <laughs> He's got one brother who's good at punches, one brother who's good with guns, <laughs> one sister who has a thing for him, and a whip. Yeah,
2: that's, that's what I meant by it gets complicated, is that she had these feelings for Squall because they grew up together, but she thought that they were romantic feelings because she didn't remember growing up with him.
0: Yeah, I can't keep track of any of this.
1: <laughs> they're not blood-related, but that's where I'm ending this thought process. Sure.
0: Why does she want to make time into a marble? How does that benefit her in any way? It I don't doesn't. understand villains in these stories. <laughs> Their motivations again. are to do an evil thing because...
1: Eh. Uh, okay, let's, let's once again go back to the villain who did have a plan, Kefka. Apparently... The best villain in this story was a psychotic clown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: His directive Who was, i become a god.
2: Capri Sun. Yeah, just yeah.
1: just want to suck on some god juice.
0: Yeah, he just he got addicted to the Capri Sun, and addiction is a powerful force. I get that. I, I think Sephiroth had at, a
2: coherent oh. plan, even if it was a dumb plan, which was to become a planet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why? <laughs> Yeah. Why did he want to be a planet? What was his plan post become planet?
2: What is Kefka's plan post Capri Sun?
0: More Capri Sun. Yeah, more
2: Capri Sun. Sephiroth wants to travel the galaxy as a planet.
0: He could travel the galaxy in a spaceship as a regular human boy.
2: No, in all f- none of the spaceships worked. They canceled that program for money.
1: That did actually happen in that story. <laughs> They they did cancel that space program. This
0: is why NASA needs funding. So that no boys grow up and want to become (laughs) a planet and do a lot of evil. (laughs) And and attempt to to reach that goal. There was
1: a slightly obscure Xbox game I played called Solar. Where you start out as a planet and become a star. And then become a bigger star. And then turn into a black hole and eat the galaxy. (laughs) Which I guess effectively creates a new universe? I don't know. It's a very long process to get to it, but it
2: works. So you wanted to hear about the GFs. I do. There's 22 of them, so I'm just going to run them down real quick. Quetzalcoatl's the lightning one. It's a bird without a face. Okay.
0: Not a not a bird snake?
2: No. Uh, Shiva's the ice one. It's, it's an ice woman. She's naked. She shoots ice. Probably very cold.
1: Yeah, uh, naked and ice don't often go well together.
2: Ifrit is a fire demon. Cool. Looks like Satan. Right on. Siren is a naked woman who takes magic away from people. That You know, that tracks with the name. She makes them quiet hmm. so they can't speak.
0: I like this borrowing from folklore and then, like, stepping to the opposite of it.
2: Uh, the brothers are two dumbass minotaurs that both control Earth together. Cool. Diablos is a devil who's in a lamp. Cool.
0: Kinda of took that one from a huh?
2: He does darkness powers.
0: They just stole a lamp. And... Yeah.
2: Cool. But they put a devil in it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. actually the story of Aladdin where instead of uh you know, good blue genie, it's uh oh god, what was his name? Jafar? Jafar big red evil
2: genie. Uh, Carbuncle is a little green fox thing that causes uh, reflect, so magic bounces off of Carbuncle. Cool. Leviathan is a water snake. Appropriate. Pandemona is... I don't even know how to fucking describe this thing. It's a purple polyp-faced monster that does wind. Oh,
0: Oh, my little pretty one. My pretty one. (laughs) When you're gonna give me some pandemona. (laughs)
2: Cerberus is, a, I think, only a two-headed dog in this one.
1: Okay, well,
2: Uh sure. And that is because that Cerberus can cause abilities to happen twice. That's cool. Alexander is a living castle that does holy magic. I like it. Doom Train is a ghost train <laughs> that does poison. Is, a, is, this,
1: is Doom Train
2: suplexable?
1: Uh, no. That's the best adverb. Bahamut. When you get
0: to be train bridge, you should name your train <laughs> Doom Train. <laughs> when you when you buy Amtrak,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll happen.
0: That's to anyone who's listening.
2: Uh, Bahamut <laughs> you... is a big, strong dragon that just does non-elemental magic.
1: Wasn't Bahamut the dragon god in a
2: previous one? It ch- typically shows up in that capacity. Okay. Uh, Cactar is a little cactus monster that shoots a thousand needles at its enemy.
0: Aw, Pokemon.
2: Each each <laughs> needle does one hit point. Tonberry is a little green man in a fucking potato sack with a knife, and if that knife hits you, you're dead. It's what's Yoda. A- True, yes. a lot of knives. Uh, Eden is the ultimate. It's just the best one. What? I, what do you?
1: What, what's it look like? What? It, what is it?
2: The best again like pandamona kind of hard to describe i'm gonna pull up a picture do my best maybe Carmen will draw it again
1: yeah get ready uh, for this one
0: uh, let me open up the new Photoshop oh god
1: document. <laughs> it's very difficult to describe
2: yeah it's just lines and color
1: <laughs> i'll look it up later
2: it looks like a flying saucer that is a head of a woman and the woman is wearing a red cape but she doesn't have legs. She just has a scorpion pin pincer. A not single a,
1: scorpion a, pincer?
2: Not a pincer. The scorpion uh, stinger. The tail? Yeah. Instead of legs. That's okay. horrifying.
0: Hold on, flying saucer.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the head. Of it, a has, woman. it has it okay, has hair like, and it's dangly a... bits coming off of it.
0: All right. All right. Hold on. I need a new document. <laughs> so the flying saucer is the head? Yeah. Okay. It's not a flying saucer with the head of a woman.
1: No. Which is very um, Attack on Mars. Well, Mars Attacks, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which literally had a woman with a flying saucer body.
0: All right. So we've got flying saucer.
2: It's a woman in a suit of armor with a cape. She has wings instead of arms and a scorpion stinger instead of legs.
1: Each time you describe this, my brain creates something (laughs) very different.
2: Refuses to let you see it, like an elder god. (laughs) Its hair is kind of like a mustache on the flying saucer part.
1: Um, (laughs) this is pertinent information. You say before she starts the bass (laughs) drum. I'm
0: I'm keeping the hair I had previously, and I'm adding a mustache. Sure,
2: sure. Uh, There's some there's some side ones that aren't as fancy. Uh, that I'll describe now also while you work. Uh, Odin rides a horse and has a sword. He's just a man. Gilgamesh, who you might remember. Oh, yeah, from Final Fantasy II? Five. Five. Uh, Boko is a chocobo. You can summon a Moomba. You can also summon a phoenix and a moogle. I
1: mean, I I imagine phoenix would be pretty pretty powerful.
2: It just revives you.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, that tracks.
0: Here is this masterpiece that I have done.
2: (laughs) You know, kind of close. And here's what I described to you.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh,
1: What I think you should have done was describe Gilgamesh to her and see her draw that one.
2: We'll have to do that another time. Yeah.
0: That could be a fun game as Tyler describes Final (laughs) Fantasy characters, and I do what ten minute drawings
1: of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that concludes Final Fantasy. Great.
1: We're free. They never made another one.
0: I'm glad that we're finally done with all this. Because the next one one is again. What?
2: The next one is a remix of all of the other ones.
0: They're all remixes of all the other ones. Yeah, but this is
2: the remixedest. Remixedest. So stay tuned for Final Fantasy Nine.
0: No, what? Oh, this was eight. And I lost track of where we are. <laughs>
2: thank you all, all right. for listening.
0: Thank you. Yes. Um, thank you for for keeping up with us while we do this nonsense. Uh, I apologize for the drawings that Tyler's posting. <laughs> uh, thank you to all of our, our. Well, thank you to Grimoire for allowing himself <laughs> thank to be you kidnapped. Grimoire. with me in this endeavor it's so nice not to have to do this alone Uh, thank you to all of our listeners uh, for for keeping up with us and and being awesome thank you to our patrons for also keeping us entertained uh, and sane and fed while we do this uh, thank you to our top tier patrons. Maya, Number One Cursed Boy, Katerina, Spgetto No Crimes Here, Lovelace, Roe, Teresa, Kula, Funky Little Strawberry, Izzy, Dave, The Good China, Now Please. Help, <laughs> Rachel, I'm Trapped in a Podcast. Cobascat, Two Lemurs Having a Little Party. Angela, Cole, Who Will Catch Tyler and Destroy Kevin, Caitlin, Riley Glutton of All the Foods, Alex, Little Smorgasbord, Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye, Kelty, Olwen, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, McGregor, Nathan the Scott, Yahweh Yaoi, Link, April, DPR, R.C.M. The Day Dude Pyrus High to of Wimbus, Grace Ambassador wimbus the good uh, uh, Grace Ambassador of the Good Wimbus, very fast incorporated. Sorry Grace Jeremiah W.T. Folklore Bonitz Haley Hidden Jester Dominic Justin Lily Jenna Jin Heather Hi Mialy of the Cult of Cricket. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And thank you always, Doug.
2: Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Ultimicia. Thanks, Ultimicia. Thanks, Pandamona. Pandamona.
0: Thanks, Backpack Girl.
2: Thanks, Rhinoa. Thank you, Angelus. You were a good crossbow dog.
1: That's the that was the dog's name. Or Angelus. Angelo,
2: rather.
0: <laughs> Thank you, mustache saucer.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, GF <laughs> Eden.
0: We're what the folklore, and I guess this is how it works now.